On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we take a first look at the upcoming matchup between the Birds and the Rams, NFC Outlook as well through a month, and our weekly rookie report. All that and more coming up on this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. This is Wednesday edition of the podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. Eagles-Rams coming up this week. The Eagles trying to get to 5-0 and for the second season in a row. The Rams right now at 2-2. Two and two. And, Gino, this is going to be a good test. Again, the Rams are nowhere near the team, I think, won the Super Bowl in 2021. That was a felt like a super team in the NFL, the closest thing you can get in football on both sides of the ball. But at the same time, they still have some legitimate difference makers on both sides at key positions, at quarterback, on the defensive line, at receiver. And so I think this is going to be one of the tougher tests the Eagles have faced this year. This is one of the younger teams in the National Football League. But don't mistake youth with inability to play, because if you've watched their tape, they've put together some very, very good performances over the first four weeks, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we talk about how good Jalen Carter has been. Well, folks, there's a player on the other side of the ball that's been better than our prince who was promised in Jalen Carter and Aaron Donald, who is always somebody you have to be cognizant of. But this game, Lou, it's the first game of a two-game road stretch. You go play in L.A., then you come home and you're going to play against the Jets in New Jersey. I'm sure that'll be a road game or a home game almost, and so will this L.A. one. I know the Eagles fans will travel, but so far we are way removed from that 2017 game, Lou, which was arguably the best game I've watched in my life, Eagles-Rams, Wentz-Goff. But now you're looking at a Matt Stafford and a younger roster going against Jalen Hurts, who is in this position of what the Rams were just two short years ago. But at the same time, they still have Sean McVay. They still have a veteran Matt Stafford. They have a defensive front that can make you pay. But it is a young team. The Eagles should come out on the road in an environment that will probably be pretty friendly to them. And I expect a good performance, Lou, especially after last week. I thought they're getting on track when it comes to the offense. Defense should bounce back. Hopefully it's this game. It is interesting because I feel like it's kind of similar – the Rams right now feel like the Eagles coming off that 2019 season where finally those contracts, they caught up to them. They had a long, mm-hmm. you know, three to four year window, just like the Rams did. I mean, they made two Super Bowls. They made the playoffs in what, you know, six years straight. So yep. that window where, you know, F them picks, that whole movement, they went all in on it. They definitely got the most out of it. But now it's like, okay, they have to go younger. They got to go cheaper around their quarterback. And they're a good but not great team as a result. And I think that's kind of interesting. They went a lot farther in, though, with the aggression than the Eagles did, so I think it's taking them longer to, I feel like this rebuild's going to be, or retooling will be a little bit longer than mm-hmm. what it took the Eagles after that 2020 season. But at the same time, as you mentioned, still some legitimate playmakers, and one of them is their quarterback, Matt Stafford, who looks a lot like his 2021 self. Last year, clearly he was hurting. This is the best quarterback I think they've played yet, and he's got surprisingly good receivers. Like on paper, if you said heading into the year, he's got Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson, you'd be like, damn, this team's going to, they were talking about it. People thought the Rams were going to be competing with the Cardinals for a top pick. Some thought they were tanking for Caleb Williams, but 
Puka Nakua has 500 yards already this year on 39 catches. Tutu Atwell has been good too. So this is a tough test for an Eagles secondary that's struggling, especially against this style of receiver, Gino. These are shifty, smaller slot receivers that are going to try to eat over the middle. And that's where the Eagles have kind of been struggling, although they did make a signing yesterday. They did make a signing yesterday. I like that little preface. Maybe, maybe a guy named Bradley Roby will potentially be on the Eagles squad come Sunday. Currently, he is signed to the practice squad. He will be practicing today. But if you don't know who Bradley Roby is, he is a veteran. He is a primarily nickel corner. He is very reminiscent to the signing the Eagles made a couple years ago in Nickel Roby Coleman. I love that his name was Nickel. Yeah, he's much better. I love that his name was Nickel Roby Coleman, and he played Nickel. Like, how perfect was that? But Bradley Roby, he just turned 31. He just got cut by the Saints less a little over a month ago, August 29th. So they want him to come in, learn the defense. He should be all ready to go, hopefully this week, maybe next week. But, Lou, to your point of having to take – Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua and Van Jefferson very seriously. They have to. It has a lot to do. And I think Chip Kelly was very ahead of his time, but Sean McVay is very reminiscent of Chip when it comes to, I'm going to scheme my guys open. And I know regardless, I am going to outcoach you 10 times out of 10. And that's what the Eagles have to be weary of. And why do I shout from the rafters to say, get more motion involved? Well, if Sean McVay can concoct an offense to get Puka Nakua, who coming out of college, I mean, he was a decent player. He wasn't a high round pick, but you would expect him to be more of a special teamer. No, this guy is wide receiver one right away. He looks just like Cooper Cup out there. And yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it does say a lot about Atwell, who was a second round pick. He was talented. And, you know, Nakua is definitely more talented than I think his draft stock showed. But you're right. A lot of it has to do with Sean McVay, the spacing this offense creates, how good Matt Stafford has been, too. Again, he looks like his two years ago self that was Super Bowl MVP. So the Eagles definitely have their work cut out. I like the Roby signing. Again, it's a low risk, high reward kind of signing where a few years ago, he was one of the better inside slot corners in the NFL. If he can get back to that form, that's huge because right now, Without Avante Maddox, we have shown that this team is struggling on the inside. James Bradbury has had to move in, playing out of position. Josh Job mm-hmm. on the outside has caused some problems. Maybe when Sidney Brown comes back, that's a solution. But it would be nice if Roby could seamlessly transition into the slot. Bradbury can move outside. Brown can play at safety. And everybody's just at their more natural position. So I am hoping this Roby signing can be another great value move that Howie's been making pretty well over the last couple seasons. Yeah, while you were talking about that, I was just looking up to make sure that Cooper Cup isn't playing. It looks like they are going to test out Cup before the game to see if he can go, which would, of course, make this even tougher because Cup style is just like Nakua and Atwell, another shifty elite route runner. So hopefully he does not play. (laughs) They did take him off IR, but they just activated his 21-day practice window. It is a hamstring injury, so I don't expect him to play. But at the same time, The offense is what you have to really worry about. And the good thing is, Lou, Matt Stafford, he's not like Sam Howell, where if you don't contain the pocket, he can escape. I think they're going to hit home on some more of these pressures. The Rams' offensive line isn't that great. But I expect Sean McVay to scheme up a pretty good quick game. And the Eagles have to fix what they did wrong last week, where they played a lot of that off coverage. If Sean McVay has space... He is going to take advantage of it. So Sean decide this is a big test for him, in my I opinion, agree. especially with who he has. Even if Bradley Roby doesn't come in, 
you still have to have a plan. Is it Sidney Brown coming down and playing a little bit more because he has that athleticism to go against these guys? I think it's definitely a, a tougher matchup when it comes to the cornerbacks, Lou, because mm-hmm. Puka and Tutu, they're smaller guys, shiftier guys. Shifty, James Bradbury, yeah. that's not the greatest matchup. Slay a little matchup. bit more. But if Van Jefferson is out there, I say get James Bradbury to his side more often than not. It's going to be a difficult test. Like, I don't overlook the Rams at all. I mean, earlier in the season, you're probably counting this as a win. But after seeing what the Rams have done the mm-hmm. first four weeks, the Eagles got to come out and not play shoot-yourself-in-the-foot football. Exactly. Again, they have key difference makers at key spots. Quarterback, defensive line, mm-hmm. receiver, head coach. But the Eagles at the same time, I think, should still be a heavy favorite. They have oh, the mismatch here. When, as you mentioned, the Rams' offensive line, not one of the best in the league. The Eagles, to me, have the best defensive line mm-hmm. in football. And I think when it comes to the Eagles' offense, this could be a big day for Jalen Hurts, who had his best passing performance against Washington. That Rams secondary now, no more Jalen Ramsey. You saw how good mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson passed the football down the field last week in that comeback, although they barely lost in overtime. I think this could be another big game for the passing attack. Jalen Hurts in this offense should take advantage of that young group that they do have in the secondary for the Rams. And the thing is, the Eagles have playmakers, and the Rams don't have many of them. Like, you're not coming into a Jalen Ramsey world anymore. No, where it's like Aaron Donald, si- and who else is on this defense? Exactly. It's like one side of the field is getting taken away for you when Jalen was there. Now it's, I mean, it's a committee approach on that defensive side of the football, and I love what you said about AR getting that ball down the field last week. They should look to replicate exactly what Shane Steichen did last week. And if you don't think Nick is giving Shane a call and saying, hey, what worked well for you guys last week? Because we're going to try and use that. I'm with you, Lou. And this should be a game that if you walk out of it, I think I take the same approach as last week where it should be close. Hopefully it works out a little bit better than last week, but it should be close for like two quarters, two and a half quarters, I suspect. But then the Eagles, the experience, the depth, the better overall quality of the roster, I think it's going to just take shape and they're really going to hit home. And I think it starts with, Hopefully Jalen putting up like three touchdowns in the air in the first half. That would be great in my opinion. I agree. It's going to be a good game. We've got crossover Thursday tomorrow with the guys over at Locked On Rams to continue to Mm -hmm. dive into the matchup. I want to take an overall look at the NFC conference right now, though, Gino, through a month because the conference looks way better than I thought heading into the year, kind of like the Rams. Mm -hmm. They are a much better team than we thought. So we'll get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. And today's show is sponsored by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyre to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft after scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster so let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week and gino it's joe mixon from the cincinnati Bengals, who's off to a slow start just like the rest of the offense but right now the way joe burrow is battling this calf injury i think the Bengals, especially if they're going to keep putting burrow out there they're going to have no choice but to look to the ground game more to get this offense rolling And so I think Mixon, this could be a game against it's Arizona where I think they should be able to come back and at least the offense look a little bit better, maybe led by Mixon. If you look at the success that San Fran had on the ground last week against the Arizona Cardinals, he went off. Yeah, he went off and Mixon, he's a Christian McCaffrey light, I would say in that Cincinnati offense and Cincinnati and Zach Taylor is going to have to learn that Joe Burrow is not going to be able to stand in the pocket that long. Feed your horse. I mean, they paid the guy to be the guy, Lou. What better game than to get right against the Arizona Cardinals? I think this is one of those things where 
even though that Cincinnati offensive line isn't great, the Cardinals are just that much worse. And Joe Mixon, when he's in open space, I don't think the Cardinals have many guys that are going to catch him. I agree. Vinny Lyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers. And guys, to let you know as well, football season, obviously it's here. Lockdown is kicking up our coverage with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown's going to go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, the betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anybody. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including our own. Uh, Gino, a lot of those teams that they're going to be talking about are in the NFC right now, and honestly, it's crazy. Heading into the season, we said it's the Eagles and then any other threat to a real Super Bowl chance this year outside of the 49ers, of course, is in the AFC conference. It just looked like a complete gauntlet over there, especially from a quarterback perspective. But wildly enough, the NFC actually looks like the deeper conference right now. And when you look at the out-of-conference records, the NFC looks better. And it's interesting. There are a lot of teams that... Again, there's not a lot of star quarterbacks, but a team the Eagles are playing this week, the Rams, there's just many teams in this conference right now that I said, wow, they're way better than I thought they were going to be. I think some of the records might skew how you look at the NFC versus the AFC, like Cincinnati having a worse record than Atlanta. Like, don't let that fool you. Well, that's a good point, too. Sure. (laughs) Atlanta isn't a great team. They don't deserve to have two wins, in my opinion. Like, they're not a very good football team. Same with the Saints, I would say. Agreed. I'm with you, though. I think we were pretty close on saying that Seattle is definitely a team to Correct. absolutely worry about. And the of Lions, course, San that Fran. was justified hype, too, right? Dude, yeah. The, the Lions are a legitimately pretty good football team. And you're seeing now, Lou, in this conference where the quarterback play isn't as great as it is across the way in the AFC, that all you really need is a quarterback that you can win football games with. And what is Geno Smith doing over in Seattle? What is Jared Goff doing? Why are the Rams being able to compete in that division right now? It's Matt Stafford. And, I mean, even the Saints with Derek Carr, if if they can put together a, a half-decent season, they're going to make yep. the playoffs. Even Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay, they look yeah, pretty three good and right one. now. I think we missed on Chicago. They're downright bad like i miss bad football team. chicago chicago i mean green bay is they're hit or miss minnesota's mm. downright terrible but i think that middle there's more middle than we expected yes and the good is good we know that the two four and teams right now but in the middle you have dallas you have washington who i think is better than a lot of people expected i, I agree i think washington could compete for a wild card spot lou i think so too honestly i like them almost as much as any of the other wild card components because the lions i think are going to win that division yep. seattle's one of those wild card teams but outside of the seahawks if i had to put my money on somebody even over like a tampa bay new orleans atlanta those teams scrapping in the south i like washington 
in my opinion, the Washington of this year looks better than the Giants of last year who made the playoffs. I actually agree with you on that, yeah. <laughs> like, the line play is far superior than what the Giants had, and look at these the other divisions. Is better, by the way. Sam oh, Howell yeah. is better than Daniel Jones. Much better than Daniel. I, I raise my hand. You could clip this Lockdown Podcast Network. The dumbest thing I've ever said on this airway was that the Giants were going to compete with the Cowboys. Yeah, but you were trolling the, the Cowboys. Eagles. I'll always support that. That's fair. Of course, there was a little bit to that as well. But they're bad. They're a bad team, Lou. But right now, I, I think it runs through the NFC East, man. Like, as long as you handle your business here, because mm-hmm. outside of San Fran, these are the teams that are really going to challenge you in this conference, in my opinion. Yeah, you got a game against Seattle. That'll be a good test. You got some games down the road that across the way in the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City. But what you have to do is make sure that you don't fall into that middle ground because there's a lot of it in this division, in this conference. And being at 4-0 and being able to compete with San Fran, if you continue the streak, instead of slipping up and losing a game which pushes you from like third to sixth in the standings, mm-hmm. it might just push you from first to second, which is still pretty big, but you have to continue to win because the NFC, man, we thought it was going to be a lot worse and the parity wasn't going to be there. There's parity all over the board in every one of these yeah. divisions. I don't think there's a lot of great quarterbacks, but there's a lot of good offenses. Even mm-hmm. you look, you talk about Detroit, Seattle, Washington, Tampa Bay. Would you see? Would you say any of them have an elite quarterback or a franchise quarterback? No. no. But as you mentioned earlier, you have quarterbacks you can win with, and you have weapons that you can win because of. You have offensive lines that you can win because of. So in that way, I think this conference is much better than I expected. I will say, though, it still feels like it's the Eagles and 49ers, and then it's the rest, both at 4-0, and the only two undefeated teams left. In San Francisco, they look legitimate. You know, I mean, this rematch, I do really feel is inevitable in the NFC championship. And unlike you look at the rivalry that was brewing between the Eagles and Vikings back in 2017, 2018, that only really lasted one game, but this is a top tier rivalry that I don't think is going away anytime soon. When you look at just how good and how young both teams are. We'll see if uh, Brock Purdy continues to play at this crazy know, rate. Wasn't it like two minutes left in the game and he was like 24 of 26. I mean, he, he doesn't look Terrible. I mean, he looks like no. one of the better qu- quarterbacks in this. Conference. I'm just waiting to see if he comes back to earth. Like, if he sure, doesn't, sure. then yeah, we have a legitimate brawl on. It's our a pretty. Hands. The sample size is getting bigger and bigger, though. And it is. Still, it is. I mean, I think you got to give a lot of credit though to Kyle Shanahan. It just feels like in this offense, he can almost put anybody in there outside of Trey Lance and have it work. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is like the best football on the player, yeah. football player on the planet at this moment, and. I think it is, and you have to just continue. It's an arms race. Like, you have to continue to get better. What does San Fran do? This feels like Cavs Warriors almost. Yeah. I mean, Lou, what did San Fran do? They pulled a Golden State Warriors and took Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant from the Philadelphia Eagles, essentially. They took Javon Hargrave and were like, oh, we're going to take – And then we got another one. So one thing Cleveland never did. They didn't get their own Kevin Durant. We got Jalen Carter. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't draft the next best guy, right? Right. who did they draft that? They drafted that one kid who was just should have never been drafted. I forgot who it was, but regardless, the Eagles and Niners, that's what it is, man. Like, that's the class. I think it's clear they have the best offensive lines. They have the best defensive lines. Yeah. The way San Fran flies around on defense, it's going to give the Eagles some problems, man. If they can't figure out how to go against his own defenses and defenses that can match man-to-man with them, but gladly, that's towards the end of the year, man. It's like, exciting, though. They, I like being a part of the big I do, rivalries. I do. And it, it just feels like this inevitable 
King Kong versus Godzilla fight at the end of all of it. And they got a regular season matchup, but I'm telling you in the playoffs, the NFC is a lot better, but I think it's still destined to be the birds and the Niners. Got to keep racking up wins though. Coming up next against the Rams to get to five and oh, you want that one seed. You want them coming back mm-hmm. to the link. You don't want to have to head over to, you know, Northern California for sure. Gina, we mentioned Jalen Carter. Got to get to our weekly rookie. Northern Ca- Do you know where San Francisco is? Southern California. I, it's I'm like, it, it's <laughs> Northern Cal. You're, Isn't you're it Northern funny, Cal? Man. No, it's like towards the middle. It's towards the <laughs> Okay, South so I wasn't yeah. fully wrong. I didn't say Southern Cal. But, uh, Gina, we mentioned Jalen Carter. Rookie report coming up next. How did Carter look last week? What's Sydney Brown's role this week against the Rams? Tyler Steen promoted to the roster, um, you know, active, I should say, with the injury to Cam Jurgens. All that and more coming your way. This episode or show of Locked On Eagles, whatever you're doing, listening or viewing, is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you don't know what BetterHelp is by now, let me tell you. Myself and I know Lou, even my wife, we have all used therapy in our life, and it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. But the one way to go about it is to use BetterHelp. And why is that? It's convenient, flexible, and it can fit your schedule. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, you can get in with BetterHelp today by going to BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get 10% off your first month. All you have to do, get that app or go to BetterHelp. And you can talk with a therapist, share your experiences, and get everything off your chest and make your life a little bit brighter. It's convenient, it's easy, and it works on your schedule. I've used it. It's worked for me. I think Lou can attest to it as well. BetterHelp, they continue to be one of the great sponsors here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And above everything else, they make sure you and I have an excellent day. All right, this is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We're wrapping up a Wednesday edition of the show. Shout out to our everydayers. Thank you so much for listening to us first each and every day, Monday through Friday. Gino, it's time for our weekly rookie report. And uh, it's been heavily featured by Jalen Carter so far this year. And that's going to be the theme again. The kid had six more pressures on Sunday against Washington. Should have had two sacks. Howell got away from one. Carter was held on the other play. It's interesting, too, because I don't think I've ever... Maybe Aaron Donald, but even Donald, I can't remember as a rookie in 2014 how offenses gravitated towards him, but I have never seen an offense so quickly in a rookie's career have to double somebody or just gravitate toward... I mean, the gravitational pull Jalen Carter has every play, especially to have that kind of impact on the best and deepest defensive line. The fact that they are doubling a defensive tackle that's a rookie over Hassan Riddick, who was a defensive player of the year candidate last year that had 19 and a half sacks, just shows how you're winning because of Jalen Carter. And I think this week, again, it's it's fun. You know, it's an Aaron Donald versus Carter kind of battle. So I think that's cool, too. As I've grown older, I appreciate trench play so much more. Like, the, I take so much joy in watching Lane Johnson play football. If you watched him last week, I nerded out over a play where it's an outside zone run and he's base blocking and he flips his hips like 90 degrees to get around the guy in the open field. And I nerded out. It was like I was watching Star Wars, but for trench play. And that's what Jalen Carter and Aaron Donald are. And I think you have to say it's almost that Micah Parsons level as a rookie where it's like, yes. oh, right away, you have to know where this kid is. It only happens every few years, like instant 
leader. That's true. Ge- if you want to know generational talent, Lou, yeah. and everybody else listening, Micah Parsons, Jalen Carter, guys that come in right away and are like, oh, this guy is just as good as everybody else on the planet. When was the last time the Eagles had an like an instant star? Because Carson Wentz 2016, Ooh. not an instant star. Devontae Smith, no. I feel like, is the closest thing we've had lately mm-hmm. to a recent star. But even Devontae took a little bit to warm up to where he's making star-like impact. Jalen Carter's the first guy maybe I've seen in my lifetime as an Eagles fan where instantly he is one of the best players at his position in the league because Fletcher Cox really wasn't like that yeah, to start. Trying to Johnson. Think. I don't know, man. This might be the first time at least, and I'm only 26, but at least for me. Even Shady was like he had a lot of fumbles when he was. Yeah, and he was I think Deshaun, up in I 2009. Think, so I think Deshaun, like his rookie year, maybe. he came on big yeah. late in that season. That's true. That's like, true. Oh, but it wasn't like he was generational. It was just like, oh, this guy is way better than what we've had Todd right. Kingston the, and Reggie Brown the yeah. last six but years. But in fairness, this does not happen often. Even when the no, even for stars in the NFL, it takes a little bit for them to become a star. Aaron Donald was not Jalen Carter four mm-hmm. weeks in. This is, yeah, like you said, I think it's perfect. Michael Parsons level. I mean, look at Dexter Lawrence for the Giants, right? How long yeah, did it right. take him to really become that dominant type Years. player? And even Jordan Davis, his development is ahead of the curve, right? Mm-hmm. And Jalen Carter, that's just a different level. That's just a different level of individual. And I think there are a couple teams, especially the teams that took the quarterbacks. Of course, they had to get their guy. I think Seattle getting Devin Witherspoon was a great pick. But Jameer Gibbs trading down and taking that guy over Jalen Carter – Imagine him with Hutchinson. How freakish would that be, Detroit? Yeah, that's the I, I don't know part. what they were thinking, Lou. I don't know. How did, how did we get so lucky to get this guy who is quite literally the definition of a generational player? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the perfect way to put it. It's a generational player, and I don't know in my lifetime if the Eagles have ever drafted a generational player in the mm-hmm. first round. So that's huge. He's going to be big time this week. It's a fun matchup. We'll see if he can outshine Aaron Donald. PFF says Aaron Donald has more pressures this year. Next Gen Stats says Carter leads the league, so it depends on what platform yep. you ask. So that's it's however you chart tweets. the game. Yeah, yeah, it's however you chart it for sure. Mm-hmm. Sidney Brown, Gino, another rookie we got to talk about. I think he's going to have a big role this week. We'll see what happens with Bradley Roby. They just signed him uh, this week. Is he instantly going to start in the slot? Not so sure. If they want to move James Bradbury back on the boundary, which I think they should, I think it's a much better idea to put Sidney Brown inside, who's mm-hmm. way more athletic and, and fast compared to Bradbury, to go up against Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell than having the alternative, which is Bradbury inside and Josh Job on the boundary. That's not an athletic enough duo against these type of receivers. Sidney Brown's role this week, very important. The only thing I worry about with Sidney Brown is if that hamstring isn't 100% That's healthy, a fair point. Yeah. this isn't the matchup to force him to play. That's true. Dude, trying to defend a quick twitch guy and you just shift the wrong way out of yeah. the blue and boom, you're out for six weeks. That would right, be and this is not thing. a player you can afford to lose right now. <laughs> no, not for six weeks, man. No, not at all. And yeah, luckily the trade deadline is coming up, but is there anybody that they can go and get? I like the option you have in house to have Sidney Brown be that guy until Bradley Roby can come in. And then when Roby's here, now that opens up that like Chauncey Gardner Johnson where you had Avante versatility where you can give those guys different looks, like pop one of them back to safety or like move one of them down in the overhang position. But right now it's like we just have to play the best three cover guys we have because that's all exactly. you have at the moment. And Sidney Brown, if you look at that tape and see what he did in that game, I mean, made 
arguably the biggest play you've had out of a safety all right. season long against Mike Well, he Evans. faked his own hamstring out. That's where he got yeah, injured, he bro- actually, he, was on that play. He risked him and Reed Blankenship have literally, literally given body parts to this team yeah. to help them win games. Yeah, so if his hamstring can go, that would be huge for this team with oh, this yeah. type of matchup against the Rams offense. Uh, Gino, moving down the list here with rookies, Nolan Smith. like to still see a little bit more of a role for him on defense. You know what I thought about actually rewatching the commanders game and thinking about Nicholas Morrow. I would love for them to dial up some blitzes with Smith. And we've mentioned this on the show a few times, but the way they're using Morrow, I would almost like to see them use Smith in that way too. What did I say multiple times when they drafted him? It's like, when do they just mug him up into the a gap with another linebacker and let him go? It's inevitable. It has to happen. And against Lou, a Rams offensive front, that when it comes to pass blocking, it's not very good. No. They're, I think they have a 24, 24 when it comes to PFF pass block. Well, and that's great. why everybody said the Rams were going to be terrible this year is because the offensive line was just not going to be able to hold up. They're still scoring in spite of it, and as you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, the quick passing game, but yeah, it's not good. It's not great at all. They're quite literally 24th when it comes to composite. This is from Ben Baldwin. They have a 24 on PFF, a 70 when it comes to sports info solutions, and a 16 on ESPN. You talk about the Eagles defensive front and guys like Nolan Smith, like you want to get that monkey off your back and really get that welcome to the NFL moment. It seems like this is that week, and Matt Stafford is that guy that – He's a little bit older, folks. Like he's not as athletic as he once was. And he, he hurt was... his ankle last week too. So I yes, don't know if he's he gonna get 100% either. He did, and they don't have a top-notch run game. They're better running the football. They're the ninth best when it comes to composite run block win win rate. But if they're passing the football, that defensive front man, like this is the game. They got five last week, Lou. I think six or seven should be that number that you look for this week. And it's why I think the Eagles are still going to win this football game. Again, it's a tougher matchup for sure, but they have the mismatch when it comes to their pass rush Mm -hmm. and their passing offense. And so those are two keys that I think is going to get you a win this Sunday. We'll continue to dive into the matchup tomorrow, crossover Thursday with the guys over at Locked on Rams. We also have a show for you on Friday as well. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. We're going to sign off for now, though. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.